Crap is up, folks. Ooh, We're long time back. no see. Welcome back to Weebology, everybody. It's I'm your, been a min. I'm your fattened up professor, Ricky. I am always fat, so that <laughs> oh, does not no. change. I am your um, honestly revived professor. Revived in what way? Um, so all year I've only taken six days off that weren't like federal holidays or sure, whatever. Sure. And then this week we got Thursday, Friday off. Help and everyone I don't have know. a good Thanksgiving as well. Yeah. You know? Happy Thanksgiving, everyone. We're mm-hmm. thankful for you. And, we are uh, thankful for you. And yeah. I'm thankful that Ethan feels revived. So you took some, uh, took a little extra vacation time off? Or is that, what, is that what I'm hearing right now? No, no, no. It was just like... Just having that. Yeah. Just, I don't right. know why. The four-day like weekend like absolutely lit me up. <laughs> wow. For me, I always find the holidays to be like routine-breaking. So I always yeah. just go on like... And, my family, we we like to get rowdy during the holidays a little yeah. bit, a little bit, and uh, uh-huh. it's been kind of like a four day, you know, bender. You know, a family friendly bender right, because it's right. with the family and the friends, but it was a bender. Yeah, so, no course. denying it. So I'm kind of readjusting myself to uh, I, I, society, maybe as a whole, and uh, I, I would say. Um, I have more leftovers than I know what to do with. I'm literally sitting on a mountain of edible gold at this point. I already point. ate all my leftovers. Whoa. I mean, I only had like three little sandwich bags of Fair. turkey left. <laughs> I went to my grandma's place too, and she also cooked another Thanksgiving. Double the leftovers. Classic. Double the gold. Double the uh, eating stuff that isn't mine for double the time essentially <laughs> of course double everything i mean what else i mean posy vibes man that is what it is <laughs> complete posy vibes speaking of vibes today we are talking about a show that actually m- i'm gonna totally interrupt you how I'll- dare you speak for me so i, I got a lot that i want to talk about unrelated to the show we're going to talk about and i figure it's probably better to do that in the beginning than at the we're going to go on a little tangent time a little yeah tangent a little time? tangent okay time. cool hit me with the tasty tangent okay so i watched Season one of Overlord. Okay, good. How'd you feel? Pretty surprised it got a second season, I'll be honest. Really? It was like, okay. I, I think the premise itself uh, doesn't lend itself to a second season, but they're on number or a third three. season. Yeah, <laughs> like, I think, I think they're do- going for a fourth, maybe. So, I think this is the fourth one coming up, so pretty surprised is all I can say. Okay. Um. Then secondly, I watched... Or I started watching season two of um, Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon? Okay, that's that. That is high and next on my list. Now that we're you know given the show we're talking about, yeah, yeah. and I've been playing a game with a lot of certain mythology in it, and that kind of seems to have a little bit of that in that. Right. Okay. A lot of that in that. A lot of that. Um, okay. I would just like to say, and this is something that I I noticed, and I thought that was crazy. So I watched the first season of this like months ago, probably. Okay. Six months ago, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like had a vague idea of what was going on, but like didn't really remember. Okay. The first like pre episode, they don't even count it as like a numbered episode, was like a legitimately best summary I've ever seen of a, that a show Ooh. does of like of like season one. And not a lot of shows do that well. They kind of shoehorn like a mid season recap, or like, we saw it with my hero, hundred percent. Yeah. Like, so this okay. is probably the first one I've ever seen where I'm like, okay, I literally could have not watched the first season. And be good to go and gotten like enough of the big points to where i could just start at the second season and feel okay 
obviously you miss out on all the like the minutia and like kind of that kind of fun stuff Mm -hmm. um like you know the training and stuff like that you don't get to see in a summary and who doesn't like a good training arc right right yeah but it was like a it was like an interesting like um style where they were narrating over talking about the events that happened last season Okay. Like the two main characters. They're kind of just chatting and then they just Just show chatting it. and showing it in the background. But cool. then you also like relive some of the big moments. So anyway, I just wanted to say uh, pretty exemplary uh, summary All type right. behaviors there. So you're feeling that if someone were to be really itching to get into the IP, they could, in theory, but maybe not in practice, start with season two and hit that pre-episode and be actually good to go yeah. on what's going on. That's that's shocking, though. Would you would you suggest people even do that? Because it seems like you really like season one. I mean, I enjoyed it. Okay, I definitely think you should watch the show rather than just skipping. But if you like, if whatever reason you're like, I don't know why you would be doing this, but say you needed to skip season one, I will say I will say I like recently I just finished again the first season of Slime, picked up on a lot of interesting details that I didn't notice last time, which is really cool. But I could see someone trying to get like, you know, there's there's kind of some clout a little bit to being like super current on all the seasons. And if you just wanted to like book it through and just make it to that third season that's coming up soon. OK, you're doing- I would say unless you're in a situation like us where like topical we- stuff is really important. Right. I don't really see a reason why you should <laughs> why really you skip like the beginning. You know, <laughs> that's true. It's the, it's um, the entire. But I do show. think you could. Okay. I just obviously would not recommend. And then secondly, I want to say, um, so Black Clover has obviously been continuing through. And I just wanted to say, I mean, we were talking earlier this this summer and stuff like that about like this pretty bad training, quote unquote, arc. Definitely um, kind of turned itself around for me. Huh? It kind of turned itself around right, for me. Right, so yeah. they're actually about to go train, believe it or not. Yes. Um, instead of like kind of this weird friendship training arc, it was, was bad. But the, then I think it really like... They're like, all right, high gear time when they had the whole captain fight. Right. That- so I was going to say, if you've been like itching for Black Clover battles, and obviously we haven't had any since the demon or whatever, the mm-hmm. devil, like honestly 30 episodes ago now. Right. This was the biggest one we've seen so far in a while. And they spent a lot of freaking time and money on this animation. Basically, what they did is they had um, to like raise morale in the kingdom. They had all the captains have this big battle. Mm-hmm. And uh, to show everyone, we got we got the stuff. Yeah, we got absolute fucking (laughs) legends, (laughs) brawlic beasts on our side. Uh, I do want to say a new best girl has arisen. uh, Dorothy Unsworth. Dorothy Unsworth. I I don't remember if that's her last name. Unsworth. It's a sleep. Is that the sleepy chick? Yeah. Yeah. She's awake now and awesome as fuck. She's super cool. (laughs) She's so cool. And she's her dream magic is really op <laughs> like and, too op and it was only the matchup with yami that really could have you know done anything because we've shown that his dimension slash could actually cut through yeah. other worlds so like but then again i like instantly knew like that was gonna right. be the answer to that situation exactly and you know i feel like some of them the captains have seen his dimensional slash before so i'm like maybe think of a different solution here folks <laughs> yeah exactly i i know that it just shows at least the show on a meta level knows Yami is OP when everyone's at least initial strategy is get him off the battlefield right. somewhere else, please. And that uh, was, that was very, very satisfying. Right. As, as like a big Yami and black bulls fan, mm-hmm. like them taking so much care to like get rid of him. Right. And he's been kind of like that show has had the whole like noble peasant dynamic and they have 
extended that to kind of the foreigner native of the Clover Kingdom, and they've always given him a lot of flack for being an, a foreigner, but they can't ignore him. They can't ignore him. They have to deal with him. And that just shows that the Spade Kingdom is going to have to deal with him, too, because he was one of the pivotal individuals that handled the demon last time. Right. I mean, so he's already on the arcane stage, exactly. similar to Asta and Nero. Nero. Yeah. And the episode that just came out this week, they basically did some like... um the nominations for who's going to go train with the heart kingdom, which is right. like the actual training arc, which yeah. I'm pretty hype, uh, hype about. I want that. It seems like most of the black bulls are getting to go, which is funny, and like right? almost nobody else. <laughs> it's, it's five plus magma because he begged to go. Yeah, and he's like, yeah. fine, you can come too. I want to see magma do some stuff. Same. too. Yeah. He, he doesn't get the love he deserves, but I like, I like his magic. I like his character. Well, I think him and Leo can, can train with the same fire guy and yeah. get somewhere. And, we got a lot of fennel fennel uh fennel he, he his magic bewilders me like he, spatial fucking magic but yeah. in a way that's not immediately offensive it, but the way he can use but it can be yes it can be i'm literally gonna shoot a ball that homes and teleports you anywhere i want or have been so yeah. just another country away bloop, done and we're yeah. you're here now so anyway i'm really really yeah. excited about that but then the second half of this episode was a promotion ceremony interesting did you watch it at I, all? Did, I did yes i feel like i'm already starting to get like pissed off with the like this world that we're in okay where it's like you know in naruto he literally saves all of shinobis and they still like talk shit to him constantly i think i know where you're going with this and it's dude, like yeah. yes there's this <laughs> there's this like little little like court case going on i guess i guess but like you're gonna promote Yuno to fucking heaven. Yeah, you're to gonna promote Karma him literally, literally to his own vice captain's level, who is the vice captain of the best guild. And he alone has enough stars as other guilds. Like the Aqua right. Deer is like, how many did we get? Yeah, yeah, what the fuck? Hilarious. He had like 77. They're like, wait, did we as an entire group at all get any get that many? Um, so I think, yes, that was deserved. I'm curious to have that weird dynamic between you know, and Lagrius. Langris, Lang- yeah, yeah. yeah. They showed that at the end, like, Langris was looking right. at them all weird. I actually think um, Langris is going to, like, kind of recluse a little bit. I feel like he's going to basically try to get teach, you know, or whatever to be, like, the the next guy. He, they have to. Because Langris, yeah. I think, uh, took what he did in the in the war pretty bad. <laughs> yeah, he did some pretty pretty fucked up shit. Yeah, but like he was he was clearly like really twisted up by whatever that the elf that was in him like kind of was. And I feel like he low key has always been and will continue to be that twisted that the elf just like latched on and like amplified that. But Langris is kind of a tweak dude, and yeah, it's yeah, a little yeah. weird. So I'm curious to see how these two interact. Like. This aloof dude that will not respond to any of his shit was going to trigger him. I know it like when they actually fight. Yeah, it's just so anyway, my main point was I'm just like I'm already starting to get a little frustrated with the lack of recognition that the Black Bulls are getting like they're legitimately carrying this kingdom right now. <laughs> they and totally obviously are. like we're seeing them the most. Mm-hmm. But like if you really like think about uh, when they were deciding who goes to training, literally like seven or eight Black Bulls got selected and like maybe one or zero from most other like uh i think i think like half them, half them didn't even submit somebody right and someone else said 
uh, was the Rose Chick said, no one that's on my squad is worth going except for me. Well, well okay. Yeah, that's that a bit of a stretch. She didn't say it in as many words, but she meant that. <laughs> she meant that. <laughs> she kinda, actually meant that. She low-key just said, like, these um, guys suck. But, like, I mean, that should really tell us something, right? Like, it should. Real Biz Mortier, um, Charlotte, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. and then all these, like, underling black bulls are going to train. <laughs> yeah, what a weird, I mean, what, like. What a weird setup. It's I'm like, just who, saying, who start, has the most screen time? Start promoting these guys. Right. Like, even if you say you can't promote Asta, whatever, like, Fine. They promote need... all these other beasts. Right. So, I mean. My boy Luck is absolutely chilling right now. He, yeah, don't even at him. That guy is a freak beast, and he doesn't get the love he deserves. Or Magma. That's why I'm really, I'm Team Magma right now. I want him yeah. to get the recognition. Get the wrecks. Get the stars. Get the ranks. That's all I want for this boy. I mean, yeah, come on. Come on. I mean, he's a little bit, um, let's just say, careless <laughs> and very uh, pugnacious. Wow. You've been working on your linguistics over the break. I see that. Perhaps. Perhaps. Mayhaps. Perhaps I've read a book or two. Are we, uh, are we, are we ready? To yeah, we're ready, ready to roll. I just wanted to get all that stuff off my chest. It was worth the tangent. It was yes. quite tasty. Also, read solo leveling. <laughs> also, yes, read solo leveling. Well, we're on one, chapter 127. I want 128. We have it. Is it? Wait, it's out. Yeah. Oh, okay. So a lot. Okay. It came a lot out of, on Thanksgiving. A lot of stuff released that I didn't realize. Great Pretender season two dropped randomly. Wait, what? Yeah, I know. It's the entire second season is on Netflix right now, uh, which okay. I will be doing later. I'll just have to you look. Mm-hmm. But speaking of Netflix, we are doing a segment we I personally love because it's kind of at the core of Webology in this entire lab and department. Does it anime? Indeed. A show that kind of has the vibes, the tangential feel of anime, but, you know, can it really be called as such? And today we're talking about Blood of Zeus, a powerhouse animation show that, uh, from the people who brought us Castlevania. And, uh, I enjoyed it, question mark? (laughs) That's where I'm kind of sitting. What does that mean? I need your brain. I need to pick somebody's brain about this because <laughs> elaborate. Mm-hmm, it, it one Netflix straight up from <laughs> inflection. I enjoyed it. I mm-hmm. think, maybe because okay, Netflix off the rip like did what they did with Castlevania and said a Netflix original anime. Right. Okay, Gauntlet Throne, gloves on the table. It's literally like okay, we're calling this an anime. Right. Nothing, and I'm going to say it off the top because I think there's a lot more discussion after this claim. Nothing about this show in any regard to me screened anime, but I really still enjoyed it as a show. Nothing. Yeah, so this is definitely one of those situations where maybe the uninitiated would call any animated thing anime. Sure, sure. Um, But to be honest, I think we were really seeing a transcendence of the anime as a genre. And yes. it's really becoming anything animated is anime now, do you um, see- to the general population. Right. Do you, and then I wanted to ask first and foremost, because I would say yes to this, but do you feel that the streaming services that are putting out the originals are the actual ones kind of forwarding that transcendence of the anime? Or is it, because I guess we kind of came into this thinking like, Oh, it's the community as a whole evolving, maturing as a medium, and we all can recognize more things as anime. But now I'm thinking these big boys in the space are the ones that are kind of pushing this transcendence. They're the ones saying this is anime. Yeah, and I think it's really just 
for them easier to categorize anything as animated as anime. Like imagine if you were reading like Amazon Prime and you see animated series, you see cartoon, you see anime, like what the hell is the difference, right? Right. And I really think that um maybe they should do overall genre anime mm-hmm. and then subgenres within that. Like you know what I mean? Like double category. Okay. To allow people to like specifically choose cuz like if if I go to anime, I'm not I might be looking for Tom and Jerry, but I doubt it, right? <laughs> I highly doubt it. Tom and Jerry. Right. So there could be like little subsets, maybe categories within that. Interesting. Um, so, but I feel like it's easier from like a business perspective to say, yeah, okay. That's we're Netflix. We got the animes. It's a marketing thing. It's trying to pull a very specific audience that well, they see that and they're going to be, okay, that's. And recall, probably the people who are setting up the kind of like business strategy for these companies don't watch anime i would i would presume yeah from what i've seen perhaps the programmers do and they're probably like rolling in their graves but (laughs) yeah it is what it is i i don't know i i'm still like very very negative toward the like it's only anime if it's from japan thing i still think that's a little bit you know up your own ass yeah and i have to agree because like i was really and again we do watch shows in a very analytical light nowadays. And, you know, I keep when we do something like this, I keep that question in the back of my mind. Can I call this anime? And that point kept coming up. Like, of course, this isn't from Japan, but I had no Eastern. There was and it was just by merit of the show. There just was no Eastern influence whatsoever. It just really didn't have any of that. So I, I wonder if that might be my line is. If when it comes to subject matter, does it have to involve Japanese culture, custom, you know, mythology, lore, big or small? Just something there, right? Hmm. To latch on to. Because think of the one the first one we did, Batman Ninja, right? It was a love letter to the Japanese culture. It really was. It was fantastic. It had a lot of good Japanese directors and producers. I remember the uh, JoJo director was on it. Junpei. Mm-hmm. And it, that, despite it being a Western IP... The the lens it was told through gave me a hard anime vibe. I was like, yes, this is it. I, I, I didn't, I, and I don't think this is the show's fault. I just didn't see it here. It's just merit of what yeah, it was. Yeah, so I think there's really two main things that kind of make it feel like an anime, okay. in my opinion. It would be obviously those homages and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like you're talking about, where right. it calls back to some Eastern culture. Yeah. Or fluidity of animation. And, and the problem is this had neither of those two things. This yeah. had a very um, Western animation style. Yes. I honestly, you could have told me WB animated this and I would have thought Thank it you. was WB. I 100%. I was getting like Young Justice bought like the- 100%. Yeah, right. And now, and again- It was I, more of a comic book than it was right. manga. It, yes, for sure. And it, I was noticing that like- you know, I kind of do a little like frame peeping, make sure I get my sweet Sakuga in there. <laughs> wasn't there. It just wasn't there. But again, not to the show's discredit because I still had a good time. I just lost any idea that like I'm not watching anime right now. I just I'm just not. But do you think anime fans would like this show regardless of that? If they're looking for an anime and they stumble upon this, would this be something that would satisfy their uh, their craving? Yeah, I think uh I mean, if you're going if you're going in there looking for amazing animation, you're not going to get it. I no. think if you're going in there looking for an interesting story with you know some fun topics, I think anime um, 
fans in general are pretty predisposed to folklore and stuff like that. And maybe yeah. kind of like the fantasy genre as a whole. Um, I think this will obviously tickle those fancies. I think it's what did it for um, me. The mythology was awesome. It was fun. It was yeah. a lot of fun, man. And like, um, it definitely pulled from a lot of stories of, of different mythology, mm-hmm. uh, different mythological stories as well. But something that you had mentioned uh, via text. Yeah. You're saying in the beginning, it basically says there's lots of lost mythological stories, kind of like lost to time. Here's one of those. And I think that was a brilliant move on their part to be able to black box their Give them the green light. Yeah. So then gaslight us. mm -hmm, Just to tell you whatever the fuck they want to have these characters. Oh, I know that from this story. I know it from this story. But they had no reason to stick to a certain story that everyone knew they're allowed to have this melding pot of a bunch of different uh lore references when it comes to greek mythology and i kind of was here for that because i'm like okay you you then have the entire pantheon literally to pull from you have everybody and you get any story you want to i mean there was a lot of homages to other stuff there was uh zeus obviously Greek king of Olympus was a bird a lot of the time. And there are a lot of funny stories in Greek mythology of him going and getting concubine as a goose. And I mean, (laughs) so I'm like, okay, I remember this. This tracks with this character in the real world, but they didn't have any obligation to stick to any of that. So they had a fun time, I think. It was, it was cool. Yeah. I mean, I think, um, obviously little homages like that, sort of like, there was like basically the the main enemy was essentially the Titans from Tartarus, right? Well, weren't they weren't they the giants? Right. Yeah, so they yeah. Like, they sort of tweaked an already established idea to make them the the enemy. Yeah. Because like they were basically Titans, like yeah. other than the fact they weren't like you know forces of nature or whatever. Exactly. But they were also locked in a box and hidden under under the ocean. Like that's that's exactly what the Titans were. Right. And then even even the story of our main character, Heron, mm-hmm. was basically Hercules. Right. I was actually going to bring that up because it felt like for 80% of it, beat for beat, it was Disney's Hercules. Like this, yeah. this guy had a unknown origin. Turns out he's part God, Zeus's little baby boy. And then he basically was given divine intervention to kind of help stop a conflict that was a little bit petty. <laughs> it, it was actually pretty petty it was eventually a lover squirrel uh and it's really it right yeah but like Hera is always cast as this like crazy woman but he cheats on her literally every five minutes i looked up how many kids he has do like a hundred million do you want to guess the actual number it, it 56 does. actually pretty close it's like yeah it's like 52 and then there's like the muses are also his kids. So there's kind of an, inde- an indefinite number of those. So oh, Artemis is his kid too. Mm-hmm. Like he just, yep. S- Apollo. He, yeah. He sneezed her out or something. <laughs> yeah. He's, she was a bogey, but it was a critical shot. And yeah. Became Artemis. So um, <laughs> <laughs> it uh, again, I like the way that it did show that even just a small quarrel between like a couple of gods can have these huge ramifications for mortals. And in most stories, that's really what is the case. It's just like, oh, I, I said a thing, I decreed this thing, and now the world has chaos or some shit, right? Yeah. And uh, I, this show did a really good job that the kind of the plight of the mortals is just the, eh, the shruggings of the gods, right? It's just kind of, eh, it's fine. Hera's mad at me, whatever. It's cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it is pretty common for that to be the case, where, uh-huh. like, 
the gods are always fighting about shit and the humans on earth are just like yo can you like leave us alone kind <laughs> can of you thing? guys please chill like this right is a lot and you know different mythologies and different stories and stuff have like you know the gods made a decree where they can't interfere in human mm-hmm. you know yeah interactions and stuff like that which was definitely a, like present in this story you know because they said uh basically if you go help heron or you know his mom Hera was gonna like start a war <laughs> yeah essentially like, they were your rules they kept saying you know that kind of thing mm-hmm. um and i think that he's Zeus as a character throughout mythology is just very interesting to me because he's so hypocritical. It's unbelievable. He's such a Chad. Like, <laughs> he's like such a douchebag in the best way. Right. And there is a lot of like, I think there's a lot of mythology where these gods are not painted in a great light at all. But I mean, it is a two way conversation. I mean, Olympus is a physical place in this mythos. You could, in theory, go to Olympus and just like, what's good gods and they're just like get off my fucking mountain like (laughs) yeah what are you doing here i mean i think it's similar to like japanese mythology all mythologies really Mm -hmm. um well not all of them but a lot of them where it shows like human personification for these deities Uh, you know basically you know you've got uh the lustful guy right he's also like you know happy-go-lucky kind of like ruler type Mm -hmm. but then the you know jealous wife you know that kind of thing yeah and i think it's just you know mythology does a great job of like explaining things to the people or or explaining away like you know trials and tribulations that humans have i I think it's right there yeah and i think it's the mixing of like you know all of these gods and whether it's japanese mythos or western mythos or greek whatever they all seem to have a personification of something while also having their own uh, negative traits. Like, you know, how do you explain thunder and lightning? Oh, it's a god, but he's also, like, relatable in these ways. Like, you are as lustful as Zeus. You can call someone that. Or, right? like, say, a bad a bad tsunami season. Oh, Susano is fighting with his sister. Right, know? yeah. And then you that, that helps people that didn't understand Cope. then. <laughs> I guess, yeah, it really is just kind of coping. So, I mean, this, this <laughs> show. Damn Zeus and Snow always duking it out. Man, and everyone just kind of has to deal with it. Fuck yeah. that. But, I mean, it's honestly like this show does a good job at uh, kind of introducing the gods into the world. But, like, it felt a little bit like I kind of wanted just the whole story with the gods. Like, I didn't even I didn't really yeah, want it. So- I want to suggest something at the end, but we'll just kind of keep okay. going through the story. But yeah. I totally agree. Like the the humans were really uninteresting, like yeah. kind of as I, a whole. I, I wasn't having a good time with them. I mean, Heron's fine as a main character. He's okay, yeah, he's a worse Hercules. He's a worse. Yeah, he's like a Kmart Hercules. Is what we get here. Um, I, and like really the kind of strife and interconnection between the gods was more interesting there was like two factions three factions at yeah, some point it was so cool like to you see- know okay there i always like the the idea of zeus poseidon and hades kind of like still being homies even though you know they're, they're in not. different places right and but, i mean but i mean there's lots of there's lots of mythology where they could be like on the same side a lot of times especially against giants titans whatever right but then there's also a lot of stories where you know hades is pissed now because they sent him to the underworld to rule that and i think it it kind of showed uh in this show for sure the emotional instability of some of these guys like suddenly like i'm on your team and then literally suddenly oh this the other team 
fucking try to take the sea away from me. I'm going to go ahead and be on your side <laughs> yeah. now. And just are you are you playing both sides? Like that's what the first thing I was thinking. But you got to remember, these are deities that have so much power. Their whims can literally change tides of the battles or just these conflicts. And they're they're allowed to just be like, yeah, I feel like this now. And then. Yeah, I, I feel like um, in like traditional stories, there's more parity between a lot of these gods in yeah, terms of strength for than sure. there was in this specific show. Like, honestly, could you even step to Zeus in real mythology? No, like you. And well, yeah, you could. The could three you? of them were all like relatively the same power. Okay. Uh, the three brothers. Right. Okay. Um, and then obviously Hera was pretty strong as well. But like in this, it's, it seems like Hera and Zeus, and then nobody else is like even in their galaxy. Right. Exactly. And it it I did do like a little even bit. Poseidon looked like kind of a pussy boy. He was kind of a pussy boy, and he, he and I think what it, in this story Poseidon does flip sides a lot, and it just you know I'm not gonna anger Hera. Oh, never mind. I'm gonna go hang yeah, with you now, true. buddy. Yeah, that's It might have been because he was such a flip flopper that I felt that way. That's totally what I felt, but he never really his <laughs> feats were lacking to be sure. Yeah, but so uh, it, I, I don't know water bullet water bullets. <laughs> oh, it's so good. It, I. And again, I really found that the show hit its stride once we had more God involvement. The first couple were a little, I was like, this show is kind of lackluster. Kind of boring. It's kind of boring. And I I think when I said I enjoyed it, I think the reason for that inflection for me a little bit is there's a lot of little contrivances. There's a lot of little conveniences in the story that you're allowed to have, like how they check off guns, that awesome ass sword that really should have gotten more airtime than it did, right? And he cooked that sword up by climbing to the top of a mountain, threw it away because he found out he was upset with his, you know, like godly dad. And then the enemy got it and then it never shows up again, ever. Even in the final battle, it didn't show up again. Yeah, they used it like nearly the entire show. No, he he, He was like chopping all sorts of assholes up with it. In that one episode that was Seraphith had it and then he never used it again. I swear he was using it the whole time. I could be wrong on that, but. I may have to go back and watch it again, but I mean, it's not a huge deal, it, but the point is <laughs> insanely dope lightsaber and they just decide to like Let's kind of give it rock. to the bad guy. Right. And I knew again, Chekhov's gun, you see it, it's going to be used. So I knew it was coming back, giving it to the bad guy. Okay. Don't hate that. It, but you know, I, I, I noticed that. The way that yeah, Heron he, won. Uh, he was already fucking powerful with the Bident. That's the thing. And right then there. you give him also a freaking lightsaber. Like, I thought it was like a little bit overkill. <laughs> yeah. To the point where it doesn't matter how, you know, godly or demigodly Heron is. You're not stepping to a lightsaber and a freaking Hades Bident. Like, like, it was literally two weapons. One that was Hades personal weapon and two the only thing that was claimed to be able to kill zeus and you gave them both to the enemy yeah it's like what the hell <laughs> and you still lost i'm just saying Seraph was kind of kind of a bitch like yeah so overall like the actual human plight in that story was a little wha- a little whack yeah I- um i agree with you is like pretty boring in the beginning the only people that were interesting were literally Heron and then uh the uh, uh uh, Alexius or something. Uh, the the oh, um, Alexius, yeah, yeah, the the warrior chick. Um, yeah, the whatever they're called. <laughs> yeah, even like the, Amazonian, the bandit guy, the smuggler. I could tell they're trying to force him to be the comic relief, but I wasn't getting any relief with yeah, that comic same. stuff. I was like, 
all right, you're a, you're just kind of a campy side character. Like Chiron was a prick. That's not normal. <laughs> yeah, like Chiron was a prick, wasn't he? It's like sold her out heavy. Like literally without, and like we're the, yeah, we're literally lifelong friends, but sorry, gonna sell your ass to the enemy. You don't understand. I've got all these people to protect. Oh, I do. We've known each other for like 20 yeah. years. <laughs> I freaking lived here, dude. <laughs> freaking lived here, dude. But there's just like story beats that I found that were like really convenient or just kind of like off pace. Just things would just happen to Huron. It would, they would just like, he would show up at a place and then the conflict would say, Huron, thank God you're here. Join us in this fight. And I'm like, okay, you are kind of this progeny of a god and I can understand that you would be effective in these battles. But, you know, the story presented itself to him. Like, well, it was kind of just showed up at his like, you know, Jason the Argonauts or Odysseus. Like, mm-hmm. they just kind of were always floating around and running into these situations. True. I think okay. that's really just like a mythology kind of trope in general. It's kind of It's like the hero yeah. just randomly hits all these insane things that happen to him. That's why he's a hero. And I wouldn't that. say that's necessarily all that different from like shonens and stuff like that. That is true. Like your main character just somehow gets involved in all the bad things that happen in the world. Actually, very fair point. I take that back then. Yeah, because I just right. think <laughs> that might be like overall um storytelling in general like you don't want your your main character to not be involved in like yeah. bigger things and you see like a flat character like goku like things just do kind of show up because he's there he's the strength he's like the pillar you want to step to that so huron didn't really feel obviously as he's no goku but he is in fact kind of the the but guy can that, he beat goku though could he beat goku maybe with that thunder move at the end no <laughs> <laughs> of course not absolutely That's so not stupid <laughs> goku is so much faster than him true so do you actually see this going anywhere as a story i don't see this being more no i it. would be interested in seeing like um more anthologies like this of like little eight episode seasons Mm, of okay. more lost to time mythologies so different characters different god struggles i would be into that i'd like to see more of hades we only really got saw a little bit of him at the end well, i think that's why do that unless you're implying a second season exactly right and that ending was kind of bullshit they told, he told seraphis neil no and then that's it that's like yeah, yeah. yeah. like okay that's fine i guess but i do want to see more of the underworld because there's a lot obviously they have an entire unlimited pool of stories to pull from like you you have the easiest lore system to continue with this but you know it's netflix they're gonna cancel it after second season which is shite yeah they might um i just don't Mm. i feel like for eight episodes the amount of effort they put in the animation, like I can't imagine it was that expensive. Me neither. And that actually was one of my big gripes. Like I've seen what you can do, Powerhouse. I watched Castlevania. You had some pretty sly shit over those three seasons. But why not this? If this is kind of your next foray into quote unquote anime, and you obviously are projecting a second season with the way you're telling your story, why did the animation look so flimsy it was weird you know what maybe it's smart right like if like you're saying they love to can shit after one season or like not continue it why blow all your marbles on it fair but i mean especially like what if i don't know i mean from a business perspective i would put in my my like minimally viable product right if people like it enough to where i can get by like spending maybe 
max a million dollars on it or whatever. I don't know how much that kind of shit exp- costs. That is kind of their MO, isn't it, though? They did that. Thing, they did it with Castlevania. They only had four episodes that first yeah. season, and then people jumped on it, and then they made two fully fleshed out other seasons, which, again, maybe that was the right business move, and maybe this is what the future of quote-unquote anime from studios like this uh, with these bigger studios, they kind of like dip their feet in the water, and if someone likes an IP... I'm okay with that. Like, okay. It, it definitely helps not having like having that versus like a 12, 13 season pastel memories. Oh, oh. there's no way anyone liked any oh my of God. those. Yeah, and I mean it's it's funny because or I, like a full season of freaking uh, whatever that show with Hajime was. Oh, Arfreda. Yeah. Oh what, no. Like what the fuck? <laughs> you're just you're just goading the fans at this. Point. I am. <laughs> but yeah, so maybe that is what the future of this looks like. If it's not something that's like kind of simulcasted or it's an original work they dip their toe in let the audience decide and then they really go full hog i guess to me saying that out loud it still seems counterintuitive right because the more effort you'd want to put into something the more it's probably going to get the hype you think it does deserve uh and you being the studio that does make a work in question but like i think this is where you and i differ right? okay i okay. think you are very like drawn in by extremely good animation whereas i'm drawn in by story and like potential of plot yeah like i will like i can i can definitely raise like i'll say this is probably like a a a mid 80 low 80 really i was gonna give it like a 77 like a 77 thunderbolts out of 100 sure yes but but i'm just saying like this is okay enough to where i'm definitely interested in seeing more maybe in space yeah maybe even continuing this though like personally like the story's over in my opinion right like zeus is dead like how are you zeus gonna is, get around what do you that? do with that spoilers also what of zeus i guess yeah oops. <laughs> <laughs> also hera like vanished right she's just not she's m.i.a sans a hand yeah, like sans hand <laughs> sans hand if you will then she's just kind of like incapacitated so and they claim that hades was neutral so is just some petty, whimsical, like, okay, I'll join this fight is going to be the reason for well, season now two? now he's the god king, like... Yeah, right, who is Sidon's that guy? ain't doing shit to him. Is Haron supposed to be the guy to take no. up that mantle? Absolutely not. I don't think that should be the case, but... I would say it's not common that demigods can use power like that, so... Fair. Pretty surprised, at least I was. Okay. Like, it's not common that they have the powers of their parents. Yeah, true, and I mean... I mean, I, he, he freaking thunderbolted him. He dude. literally grabbed him by the cheeks and thunderclapped. Yeah, he thunderclapped. By the his way, ass. Uh, very random, but okay. we're going to have to do this. All right. So, Pokemon prices have gone through the fucking roof. Really? If you have any first edition Pokemon cards, guys, uh, go sell them. Get them graded at least. Get them graded yeah. and try to sell them. Do you hear about the guy who had like the million dollar set that like just kind of unearthed and he just kind of had a box of the he had like literally Charizard on Charizards and just yeah. like literally the entire community was like, you've been sitting on your retirement. <laughs> yeah, but here's the thing, like this isn't sustainable. So if you have them and you're and you're, you know, got them graded and stuff, sell them. OK, in my opinion, people are saying, oh, no, it's only going to go up. It's only going to go up. But this all started because somebody spent two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a Charizard, like making Whoa. it the most highly, you know, paid card. Didn't hear that price? That's complete crazy. garbage, idiot price. Right, like not worth that at all. But it basically inflated the whole market, and so now, like, fascinating. You can get first edition, um, 
Blaine's Moltres is like six grand. Like, what? Yeah, like there's Holy a lot shit. of cards now that are worth like serious, serious coins. Wow. So just anyone out there, if you do by any chance have, uh, you know, Pokemon cards first edition, ideally the first couple sets. Okay. You know, jungle, fossil, yeah. uh, base the, set. The rocket set. Kind of, there's you know, <laughs> rocket some, set. The rocket set will get you Challenger somewhere. set. Mm-hmm. Any of those. Wow. Um, you can let me know. You can send them to me if you want. <laughs> you can just give it to us. We'll grade them for you. Don't worry about that. Yeah, bro. We'll tell you how much we got for them. It's yeah, cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, just uh, side noted. That's a, that's a good PSA. I think I think that's a PSA literally. 10. Yeah, it's a literally a PSA 10 for the, for the students. Uh, um, but I mean, it, I guess this brings us to the question. Does it animate? Do you, do you feel that Blood of Zeus is what Netflix is claiming an anime? No. Okay. But it is what Netflix is claiming is an anime. And I think that is an important discussion. They are the ones that are claiming these things to be what they are. They're in the anime section. They are, you know, toted towards that fandom, towards that community. Is this pushing the boundaries more than people are comfortable? Maybe a little bit for me. Like, I still want my anime to be what I'm going to seek out. And I don't give a... Like, that's what I mean, like. I'm not. I'm not saying that you you can animation. Put it in one area, and then you can have subcategories that specifically say like, like wh- why is it that much of a difference? Like I think anime is a shortened version of the word. It, it literally is. It comes kind of uh, implicitly coupled with the Japanese aspect of it. But what you're telling me is you think i like it as a category not as a specific right like naming convention from where it is right Uh, what's got me weirded out though is both patrick and my father said that they thought this did anime really now that's fascinating you were there for it oh yeah i was wasn't i yeah (laughs) they they did they did but i I, and that's the weird thing right is that i don't agree at all and so i'm like really confused what we just said kind of is contradicting that idea of you know give it that broader scope despite them saying it is we can't say that it is so where is that disparity coming from and i think it really does come back to there it doesn't need to be made in japan doesn't have to be particularly about japanese culture or lore doesn't have to really involve those things but there needs to be some linchpin to japanese culture whether it's origin or you know in the show itself Unless, because I couldn't really, it looks like a Western animation show. It is about Western mythology for all things considered. And it, like we said, it could have been on the WB. Like it could have been. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think it just needs to have one of those things, you know, Mm -hmm. and it had zero of those, those telltale markers for me. Okay. And that's why I can't, it doesn't feel like a Japanese anime. Yeah. That's what the question really is. Right. I think. Is it an anime? Like, obviously, it is animated something. Yes. So, and like, I'm willing to start calling really anything that's... <laughs> it's kind of shooting our animated. own segment in the foot, right? Like, because... Well, no. I still think, like, is it traditional anime? No. No. For sure, no. But uh, is this a forcible broadening of the term anime? That I could probably Apparently, say yes. Yeah. So, like, people are, are agreeing that it is. Yeah. And I, I don't know, because... Again, you really don't see too much gatekeeping anymore about like, oh, you can't call this an anime or that an anime. Some, I don't know. I see it a lot. Yeah, some forms, you, if you go seek it out, you'll find it. But I mean, like in the general space, it's like, yeah, there's a little bit of melding there. And I think the 
it's no longer the community solely being the decision maker. It is now these big players that have decided to really put some money into trying to, you know, be on the forefront of delivering anime to as most people as possible. They're also doing the work of, oh, no, 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 this is anime. Promise, promise. This is. Take our word for it. And that's that's what we're going to call it, at least. Yeah, I mean, I think there's, like, an implicit authority. And yeah. An implicit, like, um, authority is not really the word I was looking for. But, I, yes. I think kind of, yeah. I mean. Uh, implicit. Um, uh, uh, concept contribution. I mean, something like mm, that. It, no, it. Like, subject matter expert but I'm looking for a word that isn't that. Right. I, they're the ones that are doing the work of telling you, like, it doesn't feel like it, but trust us, we make this stuff. This is our homebrewed thing, and it's an anime because we're calling it that. Why you think of the, why you think of the word? The question that I guess that leads to is, anime has been such a community-driven, you know, subset of the population. I mean, it's it's... It's a fandom that has been kind of, you know, hype train is from people like we decide what is the best and what's the worst. Do you feel that this kind of concept, this implicit, I'm going to keep using authority because it's a little bit of that. Is are you OK with that? Or someone telling you that, like, no, no, don't don't listen to the community. This is anime. We call it that. I almost feel that it, we're kind of being served up something that we didn't necessarily consider to be something we wanted i don't know um so my my stance on this is i think people need to get over themselves a little bit in terms of fair like the way that we like to all be special little you know snowflakes about things <laughs> fair yeah like i think when you are asking for anime mm -hmm. right you have to be willing to accept all the anime and anime adjacent things that they're willing to give you. Yeah, right. Because then, and, and like watch those and enjoy them if you can, because that's the only way that's going to signal, signal the market that people do actually still want these things and they want maybe an increased amount of them. Yeah. Right? Like, like I think about this, this, they clearly didn't spend a lot of money on this specific IP. Can't say as much show. as Castlevania for sure. And yeah. so, like, but look at Castlevania. They did really good for four episodes. They definitely Fantastic. spent more money or probably around the same amount for four episodes versus this eight. Sure, sure, sure. Signaled, everyone freaking loves this. Mm -hmm. Give us more. And then that's how it happened. I think people are, are first of all, clueless about economics in general. And so it def definitely doesn't help. Um, like gatekeeping, first of all, is dumb. It is dumb. I, I think I think it makes no sense to say, like, I want to be the only one that can enjoy these shows. Or if you want to, you have to get past my arbitrary yeah, set like, of like tests, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And it's just like, do you want more people to talk about anime with? Do you want more anime to be created? Right. Do you want more that you know IP I mean? you wanted like, that that IP that hasn't been animated in twenty years, you want that back or you want it to have yeah, you're not gonna get that unless yeah, you have I more mean, voices. Do you want a season two of yeah. game, no game, no life? <laughs> oh, don't. Oh, that got me triggered. But that's that's another good uh, that's another good thing I was wondering about that question is like if it, but that, it, sorry sorry economics really fast yes if there is nobody watching or buying something they're not gonna make it I'm yeah. sorry to like break it to you guys people right. don't do it out of their goodness of their heart the only place you're gonna find a place uh, something like that is like a 
forum, like creator driven thing, like a webtoon or something like that, Fair. where potentially they just enjoy the story they're making and that's why they're making it. Yeah. Regardless of the clout that it did get, right. they're making it. Right. And so I, I just think people need to get a little more realistic with like how this works. Mm-hmm. Like if you don't watch the show or big people like Netflix don't make shows in a similar vein to what you're looking for, for people to watch and enjoy, right. like, it's just not going to happen. So you're going to have to make slight concessions. So actually better segue than what I was going to do before the economics thing was that thing I said that these Netflix and Hulus are making originals and they can be implicit authorities on we know what you want because maybe an algorithm says it, not a grassroots community thing. The flip side is a little more dangerous. We kind of mentioned earlier the whole, oh, they're going to drop it after season two. Ha ha ha. But not exactly a joke. If they're the implicit authority on this. They can just cancel a show that everyone might love, and you might instead, you may get more IPs animated, but you don't get, like, like the season threes. Is it wrong to pick up a girl in a dungeon season three, despite having the positive feedback and the positive reviews? If these guys are the ones that are serving us up this stuff, they can unserve it at any point. Okay, well... Anyone can do that. Like, let's not forget True. these shows and manga and stuff like that that have these massive hiatuses. Yeah. Everyone loves Hunter Hunter, but it doesn't mean that he's going to make more. Like, right. I, I just, I think this is like, this is definitely one of those things where it's like, uh, sort of like a getting worried about something that we have no control over. They're, they're either going to continue making something or they aren't. You may sure. as well patronize it while you can so that they know that there's at least some algorithmic signal that, yes, people are watching this and people want more of this. Well, they could, of course, they could they could have a My Hero Academia season one where everyone loves it and still not make season two. But guess what? It's completely I, out of our hands. I guess. But you do. You, I mean, I know you I mean, know- you want to go animate it. <laughs> I guess. You know what? Get me a piece of paper. I'm starting right now. Yeah. I'm hitting the storyboards. No, they there's those articles and the news uh, kind of news articles that came out about how Netflix found that no matter how popular the show after two seasons, it is not economically viable to create a third season. And they started nipping really strong IPs in the bud, altered carbon, a couple others like sci fi ones got nipped. And I keep thinking to myself, well, shit, like what if what if it's an IP that I've been waiting years my life to see and Netflix picks it up? And I know there's an arc that would just slap heavy. And they say, fuck it. It's not viable in our algorithm's sake. And despite all of the clamoring, an algorithm told me I can't, I can't see it. Despite the direct... I mean, fortunately, it doesn't seem like they're picking up, like, manga to animate. They're generally doing, like, smaller stories that they create. They do have homebrews. Like, I know BNA was a homebrew... Um, That's what I mean. Yeah, it okay. wasn't, like, a long-running manga that they're just, like, the first one somehow to get onto it. Like, it doesn't seem like they're really going down that path. Okay. Which definitely leads more toward their business model Yeah. than, like, a Crunchyroll or somebody like that who's just gonna give you everything, you know? I, I like that. And I think that keeps Crunchyroll, like semi-relevant always relevant because they're gonna be i think in time memoriam uh, hopefully they're the ones that are gonna be like we are picking up your Didn't they just get bought for like two billion dollars yes i sony? don't know was it sony yeah sony's got them now so ah all right 
Uh, Sony boys. I'm, I'm okay with that. I mean, they're going to just steal all our info. No biggie. No biggie. They do it anyway. But yeah, so I think where we, where we land, honestly, not an anime. Despite, you know, I think not a traditional anime, but I'm obviously willing to cheat. Do, I'm willing to cheat. So do you think in the future there's going to be like a Western anime column on Netflix and like Hulu? No, I, I'm telling you, it's going to be anime. And then it's going to break down to like cartoon, uh, adult animation. Uh, Japanese animation. They yes. already kind of are starting to do that. Exactly. Yeah. So they, they have like, uh, I know I've been watching that Hiragashi that Patrick suggested. And are you crying yet? No. Uh, it, is, it is quite scary though. Did there, he completely blow it out of proportion? Uh, love you, Pat, but a little. I, I, think, I think he, I don't think it's a bad show. I just think the hype he gave it threw it in a category that I don't think it's going to reach. <laughs> And I, I, I admit it's got some really creative horror in it, and uh, they're doing this kind of like looped concept thing that's wow, really some curious. Some creative horrors. Some creative horrors. Some really creative horrors. Uh, but it's, I don't know. I think it's like just, a Clydesdale. Yeah, actually, I don't know how you knew that was in the show, but <laughs> you know, there is in fact a Clyde. No, I'm just kidding. But he shot it in the stratosphere, and I just don't, I just don't think it's there. I, I, and again. I haven't finished it. I know it's aged. I know it's also kind of a bitch to watch because it's non none of the normal streaming platforms, and I have to sail some high seas to get it. But amazing, yeah, right. Um, but in any case, I think that uh, where was I even going with this? <laughs> some of a Pat and Hyperstratosphere anime. He was the one who said that Blood of Zeus is an anime. Rounded it back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I'm sure that's where you were going. There's a, there's a shifting. Oh no, I was saying that out now all my suggestions are like horror animes I have no idea the names of on my Hulu. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, I guess I'm doing this now. <laughs> I guess I'm a horror anime guy. Yeah, now. it's coming right off the wholesome slime train right into boom. God, slime is so good. God, yeah, I'm I am pretty hype on that. I refound a love for that show and I cannot wait for season two. Which uh season two of a real traditional Japanese homegrown anime <laughs> it's just a lot of fun man boom what a what a wholesome fun time what a wholesome fun time um but yeah I, I missed you guys uh, yeah i missed you guys too we, we, we haven't recorded for like like three weeks like it's been a while yeah and um what what else what do we else we got to tell them i mean you know honestly it's just a busy time of year um yeah we should be more active and probably mid, we'll have to mid-month. see what happens with anatube con yeah, um, that's coming, I think, the uh, the 10th through 12th or 11th through 13th of December. Yeah, the 10th and 11th, I believe. Okay, But cool. I am, like, pretty sure unable to go. I can go to at least most of that. I do have the, we we, we have a uh, a thing we got to go to, not to, don't we? A that mutual weekend? friend's wedding. I, think I don't know, I'm trying not to dox the, people. I'd rather be on the, the safe side. The better way to do that. The one, he's actually been on the show, too. So, I mean. Well, now you're, like, really narrowing it down. Well, now I'm people. not. There's a couple, maybe. Um, um, yeah, so the thing is, I have re- rehearsal dinner the night before, too. So, oh, I'm pretty much true. fucked, I think. All right, yeah, I, I'll, uh, I'll lead the labs away. Hold that. it down. I got it. I'll hold that fort down. But in any case, whether we're on it or not, you should check out AnatubeCon um that december weekend 11th through 13th 10th through 12th something like that and uh we usually do some kind of like uh you know coronavirus relief or blm or some kind of uh some kind of organization that we try to raise money for to give to charity to use the the our voices to better the world frankly i think i guess (laughs) i mean i will (laughs) we're gonna do that um but yeah thank you you know what thank you for coming to class you want to see us on uh, the YouTube with your eyes and ears. Hello, we're back on that. Um, I'm actually gonna do it this week. I promise. Choo choo choo. 
Uh, <laughs> you want to listen with your if you want to listen to Pachoos with your ears and not your eyes, you can go anywhere you get your podcast fix. Spotify, Apple, uh, Google, Stitcher, all those things. Uh, please leave us a like, comment, subscribe on the YouTube or a uh, five-star worded review on Apple. I'm emphasizing that this Ideally, week. because it helps other people find our show. True. And more we also, have, more you know, pop up. Yeah. more five stars mean people believe in our authority to talk about anime and i just sleep better at night chat frankly. shit frankly yeah i notice i'm more active i'm like more it's aware. just like if i get five stars i get a full night's sleep and if i don't i get like one hour and i'm cranky at work the i next haven't day. slept in 12 days frankly <laughs> honestly it just hasn't you guys are slack <laughs> no uh if you would like to email us weebologypodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to hit us up on Twitter at WeBologyP, and if mm-hmm. you would like to hit us up on Instagram, WeBology.podcast. Yeah, just like DM us, tell them we're doing a good job, or like anything you want us to watch. Like, hey, why have you really done a Cowboy Bebop episode? What the fuck is that up with that, right? Yeah. I I'm mean, not calling us out to do Well, at some point, we'll is, do one. like, I want to hit all the classics, but I feel like if you don't get any topical stuff as well, like... You're just never going to catch up. Right. We, we should bust out. Like, maybe every, like, four episodes, like, a classic, you know? Like, one of the, the ones. Classics the, 101. Mm-hmm. The Classics 101. Right. It's our new department, obviously. Yes, what? of course. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I think, honestly, that's it. We're going to go catch up on classics right now. But until we finish those up, <laughs> I'm Ricky. And I'm Ethan. And this has been Weebology. <laughs> Deuces. Who's your favorite Greek god? I'm a dinosaur. Uh, <laughs> of course you are. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.